Hey, Mal. Uh, uh, Mal? Uh, are you not Mal? I'm not Mal. No, not Mal. Uh, who is this? It's Jeremy Judah. Oh, friend of the show, Jeremy Judah, huh? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you told me to do this. I, am I not supposed to be here today? No, you are. All right, let's, uh, let's play that theme and we'll, we'll explain what's going on. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm poor snitch, but right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to smashing success. (laughs) It will go over well. Welcome to Talk About Town, a podcast about real estate and other stuff. And now your hosts, Mal and Neil. All right. I love that theme. It is an absolute banger. Uh, Might have to get a little editing on there because we're still being introduced as Neil and Mal. But I want to welcome my new co-host to talk about town friend of the show now co-host of the show jeremy judah glad to be here glad to Um, do it thank you for asking me to do it neil well definitely um i think uh people will will probably be wondering where malachi is um first of all malachi just had he's got an awful lot going on in life right now uh, all good, but it just didn't, didn't give him the time to be able to dedicate to the podcast that it requires. Um, it's not a crazy amount of time, but it, it's, it's the regularity of it. And we were, we were just having to reschedule and do things like that. So he felt in, um, the interest of the show that he'd step back and, uh, it was actually, we had both separately come up with the idea of, Let's have Jeremy come on and be co-host. Um, so welcome, Jeremy. I'm glad, I'm glad you're doing this with me. Glad to do it. And um, obviously we miss Mal. We know he's not gone. You know, he's still around. He's still in the city. And um, he's, know, I'm sure he's that, in our hearts. He's definitely in our hearts. And I'm sure that he'll, <laughs> con- I'm sure that he'll contribute in the future. Um, I- I think you know. he will. I think it's important to note that the entire idea of this in the first place was Malachi's idea. Uh, and, and we just ran with it. It's been probably nearly a year and a half since he came up with that idea. And we've been rolling pretty strong with it. Um, yeah. And he's just, he's just got a full plate right now. Totally understand. He absolutely deserves the credit though. And um, you know, I, I, I think that it's been, a really good show for, as you said, a year and a half, and we've had a lot of good guests. And I hope that I can, you know, have a seamless transition. And I, uh, I look forward to contributing whatever it is that I can contribute. Well, let's hope it's good. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure it will be. Um, you know, you're, you're obviously the the perfect person to come in and and be the new co-host. All three of us work for the same brokerage. <clears throat> um, Smith we're all, yep, Smith and Wilson. We're we're uh, all fairly close in age, although I I guess I'm a little older than both of you. You're pretty old. 
<laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm getting up there. Um, the fact that I can even pull this thing off is a testament to my ability to learn about technology. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you definitely, you have, you're way better with technology than I am, but you know, yeah, we're, we're um, maybe the, maybe the, the listeners know, but we're very close friends. Um, and I think that helps because there's a natural chemistry with it. There's no nervousness or, you know, awkward moments. And um, we also, we're not just in the same brokerage. We work together on a near daily basis. So Ab- absolutely. That, that is very true. We, we have um, transactions that we're working together. Um, and, and you said we're close friends. Uh, although we're doing this remotely, I could almost still hit you with a football out on my front porch. Yeah. You don't have a very good arm, but if you had a good arm, you could. Yeah. If I had your arm, I probably could. No, but uh, yeah, we are around the corner from each other. Um, but we're still, you know, practicing social distancing. Being safe, that's right. Being smart. Uh, and that's one thing that'll make it easy. Um, one thing that I think Malachi and I struggle with is we don't live close to each other. And until uh, the pandemic, we tried to do these in person as much as possible uh, in the studio that I've got set up in the office of my house and, you know, have guests come in and, and have a good time. You, you've been there, um, but we haven't been able to, but, but I'd like to get back to that too, but um, it's difficult asking somebody, you know, to, to drive real far to do it all the time. So this will be easy. Um, easier just for proximity's sake, but, um, but my sincerest thanks um, to Mal for being my partner for a year and a half in that. And he's welcome to come on anytime and, and talk about whatever crazy stuff goes on, especially when the uh, cards are back. That's right. Um, the basketball cards? The football uh, cards? The, well, uh, both, the I guess. Cards. The Louisville cards. Um, yeah, well, just sports in general, you know? Like, um, we're all big sports fans, and it's, it's tough for sports fans. Um, you know, I'm not personally in a real big hurry to get into a huge crowd. Um, but I do look forward to an opportunity to do that when I feel that it's safe and, you know, everybody can kind of just take a deep breath and I don't know, it's, it's just, it's a crazy, it's a crazy time right now, obviously. And we're, we're all dealing with it in different ways, but, um, I'd rather err on the side of caution. I'd rather be overly cautious and, you know, be labeled a sheep or whatever, than to put myself or my family at unnecessary and then you know unnecessary risk and so yeah but I mean I I do look for whether it's a vaccine or you know safe treatment whatever that's proven um, you know that time will come and I, it's it's tough to be patient it's t- I think a lot of people are really struggling with that right now just um, you know just they they're tired of being cooped up and and not to mention a lot of people are out of work and you know we are very fortunate to still be able to work. And, um, you know, and still have our houses and our, uh, all the things, all the luxuries and, um, just securities that we have. Uh, yeah, the, the ability, uh, the ability for even for us to do this remotely is is amazing. Um, technology helps to be able to do a lot of that stuff, but I definitely acknowledge that, um, not everyone has the luxury to be able to do to do work or other things like that remotely. And it, it's, uh, there's a lot of undue, 
undue pressure on people economically, financially, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And then if you look at your uh, 2020 bingo card, did you have uh, civil unrest? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah. Did you, have, did you have that on your bingo card for 2020? I didn't, honestly. Um, you know, I mean, obviously things have, uh, they've reached a boiling point and they've boiled over, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's, I mean, I think the, the pandemic, um, has contributed a lot to it as well because inequality, um, is kind of just on full display. And, um, if you look at, um, you know, what's happened in terms of death rate and compared to number of people, you know, population. Um, and then, you know, we live, we live in Louisville, um, and Louisville is going through some very difficult things right now. And I mean, ultimately, you know, I, I, I believe in peaceful protests. I really do. Um, but that's the, the key word is peaceful and I want people to be safe. Um, I, it's very personal for me and I don't want to really get into it too much, but, um, I want everybody involved to be safe and I do want to see change and I do want to see, um, progress and move forward. And, um, you know, I, I don't want this to continue, not just, you know, what we're seeing in streets of our city, but just in, in, or in our whole, in the world we live in, in the country that we live in, I'm, I'm, it's just time to move forward. It's time to, um, treat people as people. That's the bottom line, you know, regardless of where you're from and what your background is. I mean, you, you everybody deserves an equal chance, an equal playing field. And it's pretty obvious that there's not one right now. So, um, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I'm, I implore everyone, um, to be safe at, you know, at the time of recording this, um, there's going to be a curfew in the city. Um, I, I think it will be interesting by the time this is edited and live, we may have seen what's to come of that. And I just, you know, I hope everybody is safe or continues to be safe or was safe. Um, just, you know, the timing, we're not, we're not live right now. So I don't know exactly when I'll have this uh, done and live, but you know, everybody take care of each other. So, so yeah. Numbers. So, um, yeah. Let's, let's talk some real estate numbers here. Yeah. Um, that's an easy transition, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, we got to think of a way to, how, how to make that an easy transition. I don't know how, but we're going to do it somehow. <laughs> well, um, you know, kind of with what we're dealing with, so there's, there's been a lack of inventory for a long time, you know, for several years prior to the pandemic. Yes. Um, and now dealing with the pandemic, it's, you know, it, it, the inventory is definitely low. So we just looked just under 2,300 homes on the market mm -hmm. in, in, our MLS, which is GLAR, Greater Louisville Association of Realtors, that's um, that includes parts of several other counties, you know, Shelby County, Oldham County, um, you know, Spencer County, and then you've got, you know, some E-Town houses get thrown Bullet. in there. Get, and in fact, some Southern Indiana homes get some listed up, on it. Exactly. Well. So, so, you know, that number, when you look at what it really represents, it's, it's super duper low. I mean, it's, uh, and there's 4,500 
agents, 4,500 plus agents that are members of GLAR, the Greater Louisville Association of Realtors. So, you know, 2,300 homes on the market, 4,500 agents. Um, there's got to be something that gives there. But um, well, and you're, just- you're going to have you're going to have two generally two on each side, raw numbers, not you know rough numbers, not uh, every one of them. Um, right. So so you're thinking you know we've got fewer than five thousand places to take a transaction. Um, but um, just to put the, that number in perspective, the 2277 or whatever it is, um, this is the peak season. We're in, we're in May, um, <laughs> almost in June. So this is where you would see, generally speaking, the most homes that you will see in a given year on the market. And um, when I started in real estate uh, full-time in 2011, um, there would have been probably almost 8,000 homes on the market at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, prior to 2008, when they, you know, the, the tsunami of real estate, as my uncle refers to it, that's when everything crashed in 2008, right. um, there would have been maybe 10,000 homes on the market in Louisville in the peak season. So to go, you know, steadily decline into all the way under 3000 homes as we are now, like it's really just an unprecedented number. And, um, it's, it's crazy, but you know, as we we're talking, what is, what does that mean for you as a buyer? What does that mean for you as a seller? Like if, you know, cause people still are buying and selling homes. It is happening. You know, I'm See, helping that, people. That's what people don't realize people. is the, the inventory while there's 2277 that we looked on just before we jumped, jumped on here. That's, that's not the same 2277 that was a week ago. I mean, a few probably exactly. I'm sure are, but it it's, it's churning quickly. Um, very, very quickly. It's, it's crazy. So uh, affordability is still high. So if you're a buyer, affordability is there because the rates are so, so low. I mean, and you know, they were talking about raising rates, but you know, if any, you know, if there's one positive from pandemic when it comes to real estate is interest rates stayed low. So, you know, you can get a 30 year fixed loan for like 3%, um, which is just crazy. I mean, like anything, you know, I don't know, like when my, parents bought their first house in like late seventies, it was 18 plus percent. So, you know, anything below 10 really from a historical perspective is, is not a horrible rate, but like, you know, we, we've been used to numbers in the fours and, you know, so then, you know, people like five, 5% interest rate, like people are freaking out, but you know, right now 3% or, you know, somewhere in that range as I checked the other day um, or earlier, 3% for a 30 year fixed loan. And then um, for a seller, you know, because there's such a lack of inventory, if you're, if you position yourself properly, you're probably going to be able to sell your house. Um, and, you know, I, I never, I never guarantee that you're going to sell your house in a day and get multiple offers. But, um, you know, if you sell if, if you list your house, um, you know, and, and position it properly in the market for where it sits, price, condition, location, all those things, it, it should sell, you know, you shouldn't have any trouble selling. So. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, the, the thing that, that I caution people about, like not, not just, I'm sending a caution. Like I personally do this. Like I talked to a prospective buyer today and said, do not expect to get a big deal right now. It's just very difficult to do. Um, because, because I want to manage expectations a little bit, you know, if something's listed for 150, let's not go write an offer for 135. Cause that ain't getting it because you're competing with six other people potentially. Right. And that, and really that's been the case for several years now. And it's, you know, you've, 
and I mean, and we don't really live in a quote unquote low ball city. Like we don't live in a city where, you know, like you're, I mean, I think the average is somewhere around 97 plus percent of the asking price. You know, anytime you can get 97% of your asking price, you're doing pretty good. So, you know, I mean, for a hundred thousand dollar house, that's $97,000 for, you know, like $300,000 house, it's $291,000. So, I mean, it's, um, look at you doing math. I know I'm not very you, good at it. You but, did that. You did that in your head right on the spot. No, it's impressive. <laughs> but my point is, you know, like when you're, it goes both ways. If you look, when you're listing your house, there's no point in trying to list it for a number, you know, that because you're anticipating a low offer. So like if your house is worth 300, we don't need to list it for 350 because we're expecting people to lowball us. And if you're writing an offer on a house that's listed for 300, you know, like we don't need to write an offer for 250 and insult them and waste our time. And, you know, in, unless, unless we can, unless we have a lot of evidence that this house is just way overpriced, right? you know, cause that does still happen. Oh, but, and um, I, I tell people um, that are interested in listing their house, and they, you know, oh, we want to list it. We want to get the most money. I tell them you don't want to overprice because that is, in fact, an advertisement for your neighbor's house who's listed reasonably. Right. You know, if you've well, got something similar and you're listed way above them, your neighbor is going to be getting the offer, not you. Absolutely. And I, I want to go back real quick just to kind of, you know, because, again, just being – um present knowing knowing um where where we are right now in this uh you know in the economy and the pandemic and all that stuff um there's a lot of things that we can do as agents um agents real estate's always been on like the cutting edge of technology so if there's something new that's coming out realtors are they're always the first to to try to do it or whatever my point is we can do almost everything remotely and we don't need Mm -hmm. to go see a house unless we really want to you know we want to we are aware, you know, of the situation and we want to be respectful of you, of the sellers, of the buyers, whoever, whoever we're representing on that transaction, you know, we want to minimize the contact too. And some houses are vacant, some houses aren't. So, you know, some people don't want you in their house, but there's a lot of uh, virtual tour technology and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So there's a lot of different ways that you can view a property without actually seeing it in person. Um, I do recommend looking at a house in person before you actually buy yeah, it. Yeah, I recommend going and seeing it, but I I have heard of people buying stuff sight unseen here lately, which I'd be a little scary for me. Yeah, and they were doing that before the pandemic too, just because right. of, again, st- so much, um, just such a lack of inventory and, and so many buyers that are competing. So anyway, the point is you you, if you're nervous about any of those things, most people are going to be able to make accommodations. You know, we as agents will make accommodations, buyers and sellers will make accommodations and um, and we have a technology that, you know, allows us to minimize contact. We can we can write offers without being face to face. We can accept offers without being face to face. We can you well, know so I, I met I met the the prospective buyer that I was talking about just earlier. Um, he was a referral from a previous client. We met through Zoom today. Um, we did not go meet at a coffee shop. Like, like is, you know, a favorite thing to do. I love it. You know, let's go meet. I like people. I like interacting with people, but it's just not the reality right now. So I sent him a zoom link. We talked, it was great. 
and it, it was well done. Technology is, is a, a good thing when it, when it is used properly and when it works. Right. I always say that technology is great when it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, so kind of, I think we beat that to death pretty good. You know, the numbers, they're basically, if you're looking to buy or sell, it's still a good time. You know, it's, it, it's, it's ultimately, you know, kind of your comfort level where you want to be. And if you're, if you're looking to do it, um, you know, there's still plenty of opportunity uh, on both sides. And there's a lot of reasons um, to, to not wait, you know, so yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, being, um, being made to June right now at school just ended uh, here in Jefferson County. Some of the surrounding counties have been out for a little bit, uh, but in Jefferson County school just ended. And, and this is like, you know, the uh, getting the new school district or the new school cluster or whatever time right now. So don't let, don't let that scare you off. The fact that there's not a lot. Um, I know um, Jeremy and I use some tactic, tactics um, and people from our brokerage um, that help to win some of these competitive um, offer situations as well that quite frankly, I'm surprised not as many agents do. Um, or I'm, I'm surprised more don't do it than actually do. When you said, you know, you said earlier, it's like, um, the, the inventory, even though there's only 23 or 2,700 homes on the market, um, there's, there's, uh, that number is rolling over, you know, like the yeah. vast majority of those homes in two weeks will be different homes. So you know, like just because the house isn't there today doesn't mean it won't be there tomorrow. And um, that's, that is why it's important. So it's 2276. So 2300 homes. Yeah. 23, uh, 2276 yeah. before, yeah. before we went live, it was 2277. Yeah, Somebody to spot I, house. Congratulations. I thought I said, uh, I, I don't know. I think I said 2700, but yeah, it's 20. I'm 20. I think before yeah, 20, I said it right. But you did um, earlier, yeah. 2277, now 2276. So right. uh, congrats to whoever right. it was. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got under contract. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, that, that's, it's, it is, you know, like what you were saying about um, not finding a great deal, quote unquote, you know, you, you have to find value within the marketplace. Yeah. And um, that's, and that is possible. Well, sometimes, you know, sometimes you do find a house that has been sitting for some time. It's, you know, there's, there's a number of reasons as to why it's almost always price. And, um, you know, it could be, uh, you know, like it's, you know, we've said before price condition, location, that's what sells a house, you know, but, but it's all, they're all contingent on each other. So it's, it's the price um, based on the condition in that specific location. Exactly. So, um, you know, but if, if they started at, you know, say the house is worth 300, but they started at 375, we we're talking about this earlier. And then they, you know, they finally got down, 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 like, you know, sometimes they end up going through three agents through this process because each agent told them you're too high or too, you know, but they don't listen. Um, but, but the first one said, Oh yeah, we can get you, we can get you 375. <laughs> so they went with that agent, not knowing that, it was a mistake because you advertised your neighbor's house. You wanted that listing. So, yes. so you, you'll say whatever it takes. You know, that's one thing I, I, 
I don't do is I, I don't tell people um, what they want to hear just to get a listing. I mean, you know, it's probably cost me some business and, or at least cost me getting the listing before, but yes. I'd rather, I'd rather be honest with them from the start and just, you know, cause as you said, you got to set that expectation low, <laughs> not in terms of my service and what I can do, but you know, if I, if I tell you I can do things I can't do, then it, it sets me up for failure from the, from the beginning. Well, and yeah. I would say, well, you're, I was you're doing quick. it. Oh, go. I, 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 <laughs> No amount, no amount of marketing can sell an overpriced house. That's that's the bottom line. It, um, that's so right. I, you're, I may have you're doing a disservice by listening to your client's assessment based on a zestimate uh, that it that it's way over <laughs> what it should be. Right. Whatever whatever reason that they've decided that their house is this is where their house is worth or what they should you know like the, <laughs> I don't know. Um, their grandma said this house should be worth this much money. Or I was talking, yeah. they were talking to their dad and their dad said, well, you know, like, um, yeah, I mean, we're, that's, that's why, you know, that's why you have us there. And it's, there's, there's a lot of reasons to have a realtor, but you know, part of it is to, you know, give you real numbers that make sense so that you do get the best possible result, but to, to have some expertise. And as I like to say, take the emotion out of the transaction. Right. Cause we're not emotionally involved where it's not, you know, like we, we have to be your therapist. We have to be your, we have to be a lot of things to you, but, but ultimately we're not emotionally attached. Like, um, and it's hard, it's hard not to be when it's, it's hard not to be for a, for a buyer or seller because it is personal to you. And it's, it's personal to us in terms of the level of service we provide and we want it, you know, and we want, you know, the fiduciary responsibility that like we take that seriously, but, um, but yeah, like it's, well, it what you know, if, if it's emotional for you be, to sell this house and because your your five kids and 10 grandkids all do Christmas here every year and that means you want this this and this to happen you know my kids didn't grow up there and i appreciate the the sentimentality of it but our our job is to to take that out to some degree so that we act on um numbers in the market and you know responding to that kind of those forces like what i was saying about listening for 375 and then ultimately getting to you know a reasonable number then you have a tough time even selling it for what it should have been worth when you originally listed it you know like because now you've become stigmatized because you've sat for so long and this yeah. is a market oh, where why has this sit, one been on for two weeks so so that's why you can find value if all it was was it was overpriced and now they're at a reasonable number um, you know, like ultimately, you know, you still, you got to look at it and you got to do inspections and all that stuff. But as long, I mean, it, it's one thing if, um, deals have fallen through on the house they've had, uh, because, you know, it's, it's gone through inspections and it's got structural issues or it's got this, or it's got that, whatever. But if it's just, if it's just a house that's been sitting for a long time because it was overpriced, there's, you know, it's not something you need to be scared of. And I don't know. And it's well, and it, it's not unheard of, especially at different price points, um, to to get a little bit of a deal. Uh, case in point that that um, you and I entered into a transaction with a client just uh, was it yesterday, and we sent over an offer that we thought would be countered, uh, kind of in between where we were and where they were. They took the offer. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't write a quote unquote lowball offer, but it, it was not, it was definitely not asking price. And they, 
they accepted. So you, you never know what somebody's going to do in a specific situation. No. And there um, were some favorable terms in there as well that, that yeah. um, it wasn't a bad offer. It just, um, you know, the, the people are, are going to get a good deal and hopefully the sellers are, are happy and it all works out. Right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's not worth quibbling, you know, like if you, and there's, there's all time, there's all kinds of ways that transactions can break down, you know? So the, the, the first part is getting it under contract then you got to get through inspections and appraisal and all that other stuff. So there's still a long road ahead of us, but um, you know, for, for all parties, but um, yeah, I mean, it's every transaction is different. I think it's in this market is so unpredictable, um, but you can find, you can, you can find value and it. You know, it's, you might have to be a little bit patient. So depending on your situation, if you're in a hurry, it, you know, it could be tough, but, um, but one thing, you know, we're talking about with, if you are going to get into a competing situation, we'll do everything we can to make it as easy for you as possible. But um you know, like it does, none of it does any good if you don't listen, <laughs> if you don't. Yeah. Well, learn. yeah. And, and we'll stay with them whenever you're comfortable with too. I mean, right. um, you know, if we say you've got to offer 10,000 more, you know, we're not doing it because we just want to spend your money. We're right. doing it because that's what it's going to take to get the house. And if you don't want really, to do that. It is really easy for us to spend their money though. <laughs> we're good at that. No, but I will say like, if you're, if you're looking at a house and you know, it's got multiple offers, and you give it your best shot, you know, for what you think it's worth the most that you're willing to spend and you still don't get it. You just got to chuck it up to one meant to be, you know, it's, yep. that's all you can do. Like, I mean, if I write an offer um, that's 5,000 over asking price and you know, I'm giving it, I'm making it as favorable to the sellers we can possibly make it and all these things. And then somebody comes in and they just write a cash offer and close in a week. And you know, like, and I'm financing, I mean, I'm probably going to lose even, even if it's, even if I'm $5,000 more because they want to go with what they feel is the sure thing, quote unquote. Yeah. So, um, you know, like, and like I said, you, you just got to chalk it up when it wasn't meant to be, because there will be another house and you'll find one that, that you like. But um, anyway, well, well, before, do, before we get out of, get out of here, I was going to say, um, where do we go from here? <laughs> well, yeah, well, I was going to say, um, you know, Malachi and I, for a while there, we were kind of playing the prediction game loosely and we weren't very good at it. So then I, I just said, I'm going to quit predicting. But so rather than predicting, maybe speculating a little bit, um, you know, what, what are we in for? And I'd say, you know, maybe within the next few months. Right now, because there's so much uncertainty, um, just given the nature of the situation, it's hard to predict. You know, I do think a lack of inventory is going to continue. I think that's basically the new norm, um, which which has been proven for years. So mm -hmm. once we get, you know, like I said, like a treatment or vaccine and, you know, the virus thing kind of gets behind us, um, at least, you know, where it's, where people feel safe again, quote unquote, and they can go out there and, you know, be in crowds and all that stuff without being in fear, whatever. Um, I, I do think we'll see a spike, but I don't think we're ever going to get back. I think it'd be hard pressed to, to get back to where it had been 10 years ago in terms of the numbers. Like, right. um, but uh, I do think as, as the economy rebuilds, you will eventually see those rates go up again. Um, you know, like they can't stay at 3% forever. And no. And you know, the, uh, the pr home price and 
interest rate kind of work uh, inversely of each other. So right. you'll see when when homes uh, are a little more expensive, rates are going to be a little less expensive, and that right. they have they they affect each other. Uh, and I always say, you know, if you can get a low rate and you pay a little bit more in the purchase price of the house, well, then a, a seller is getting a little bit more for their house, you know, and they're going to be able to pay for some, for dance lessons and, and stuff for their kid. Whereas if you're waiting and paying a, a higher interest rates, you know, I'm not anti-bank. I'm just not worried about if the bank makes an extra couple thousand dollars, I think they'll be okay. Right. But in a, in a strong economy, like in a, in a, you know, everybody is winning, you know, like money is still relatively cheap, you know, in yeah. terms of lending, but the banks are still making money, you know? Yeah. So if we get, you know, like probably five or 6% interest rate is, is probably ideal from an economical standpoint, mm-hmm. like, or from a uh, economic standpoint, you know, like perspective, but um, you know, I know that we as buyers, like you said, you know, we want those low rates, you know, buyers want low rates and they, and sellers, they, you know, they want to get the most for their house. So, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, when the rate is lower, as you said, you know, you may be able to afford more house, at least in terms of dollar amount, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if, if the rate goes up and the price of the home goes down, then they kind of balance each other. So exactly. But I would say, um, you know, just it's in Louisville from a historical standpoint, um, three to 5% uh, appreciation has been about the average, regardless of the market. So um you know, I, I feel like you can, you can be pretty confident that if you buy a house and, you know, in three to five years or 10 years, whatever, it should be worth more than what you paid for it. Um, you know, and if you average out that three to 5%, you know, it, it generally holds up. Um, hashtag no guarantee. Hashtag no guarantee. I always say, <laughs> I always say that to my buyers and sellers, like <laughs> we cannot guarantee future properties in the sale real estate, but yeah. Um, Historically, it's a, it's a good investment. Right. Um, and, and one thing about real estate is it usually does come back. So, you know, there may be a dip, but it it may come back up. So, you know, eventually you'll get your value. That's that's one thing that, um, I had heard and and I'm still kind of waiting for it is we may be in for a little dip before the rebuild. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I talked to, and interact with some people that know a lot more about economics than I do. And just the fact that trillions of dollars were basically printed and inserted into the economy is going to have a ripple effect that we have yet to see. Yeah. Well, um, as just to reiterate our earlier sentiment, I just want people to, you know, stay safe and, Um, everybody stay safe, uh, hug your family, love on your friends. Yeah, it, we will um, get through it. You know, um, we, we will come out better, I think on the other side, but it, it will take time. There will be a rebuilding period. Um, you know, not just locally, but nationally and globally. And I, I really, sure. you know, I really do hope that, um, we can learn something from it and we can become better from it. But, uh, that's my Pollyanna view. I always, always like to be positive, but, um, There's but yeah, nothing I mean, I, wrong with being positive. Yeah, I think it's, it's, I mean, 
it gets tested, you know, like, especially times like this, but um, I, I just don't, it doesn't do you any good to, to think that it's all going to, it's all going to burn down. Say, <laughs> But, um, you know, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, um, like I said, hopefully you're staying safe and being smart and, um, you know, and, and I think we'll be stronger for it in the long run. Absolutely. So uh, this, this was episode 35. Um, the first with Jeremy as true co-host. So thank you for coming on board, Jeremy. Um, I do want to thank Mal again. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so appreciative to Mal to what we started here. And I, I hope to, uh, that we can carry that legacy into uh, great things. I, yeah, I've, I've done the co-host thing um, as a guest, but yeah, to do it full time, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, just whatever it brings us. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's more for us than it is for everybody else. I think you know, we, we're, we're happy to whatever we can contribute as I said before, hopefully people get something out of it, but um, you know, you being one of my, close friends and also not being able to hang out like we used to um, on a regular basis with everything going on. Um, this gives us a chance to, to just talk and, you know, do our stuff. So anyway, Absolutely. I look forward to it. You know, I look forward to being able to do it in person in the future and I look forward to, you know, future guests that we bring on and, um, you know, and again, thank, thankful to Mal as well. Um, and he's gracious enough to, to, you know, recommend me, give me the opportunity and, um, cause this is his baby and, uh, I, I, right. you know, so I'll treat it, I'll treat it as such for me as well. So thank we'll you guys. Watch it grow up. Yeah. <laughs> go cards. <laughs> yep. Go cards. Thanks for listening to talk about town. Hey, check us out on social media at talk about town KY on Twitter and Facebook. Also, you can look us up on the web at talkabouttownky.com. Malachi Hadley and Neil Cox are your friendly realtors with Smith & Wilson Realty.